When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Welcome to another episode of It's Eleven, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans. We're a bit thin on the ground tonight, chaps, but we're joined again by Tom and Steve. It's the magic trio making their a successful return. Tom, how are you? All right, mate. Yeah, um, bit thin on the ground. That's about as, as, as thin as us three get, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah not too bad, mate. Um Obviously, we we you know couldn't, couldn't arrange one for earlier last week. Unfortunately, uh, I was at the the basketball, which was exactly. actually quite it's actually pretty good, you know. Yeah, yeah. been for years actually to watch them. Yeah, they, win. they did win. Yeah, they were getting battered in the first quarter, but turned it all around. And yeah, pretty, pretty comprehensive win in the end. Well, that's what Leicester does, isn't it? I yeah. suppose these days. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, good. Well, pleased to have you with us tonight. Steve, you're not too well at the minute. No, uh, won't go into that too much, but got a little bit unwell at the end of my holiday and still struggling a little bit. But uh, here tonight, because we are the living heartbeat of this podcast, so we've decided to to shake off our whatever's um, given us some problems and all get here tonight, haven't we? And and yeah. Chatham City again. Yeah, looking forward to it. I don't know how long we'll, we'll sort of last tonight. Maybe it'll be half an hour. Maybe it'll be an hour. But we'll see where the chat goes and see where we where we end up. In terms of guests coming up, I had a quite an exciting reply from Christian Fuchs saying he'd come on the podcast, but he's he's ghosted me again since no. then. God knows what's going to happen there. I've reached back out to some more ex players, so hopefully we'll have some more star guests sort of lined up as we as we head through the through the season. But we'll start off, Tom, straight back up, straight back up, Leicester City, isn't it? 12, yeah. is it 13 wins out of 14 now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's 
yeah, not going bad, is it? I mean, each game you're wondering if it's, you know, if we're riding a luck a little bit. Um, at the weekend, it certainly wasn't as straightforward as I think some of us might have thought it would be. I know you you were saying um, just before, Mark, that, you know, it'd be typical if we lost that 1-1-0 one, one, or something, you know, after that after that run against some of the teams we've played. But, yeah, it certainly wasn't an easy game at the weekend. No, it wasn't. It was uh, good to get the three points, though, Steve. And that's what matters at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, well, we keep doing it. I mean, we've had games like that before. Rotherham away, we were probably fairly poor, but still got the win in. I think there was some... Was it? I thought it was away, Rotherham. Yeah, yeah, Cardiff at home, I'm saying as well. Oh, Cardiff at home, yeah. I I, I thought we were a little bit complacent, a little bit sloppy. We thought we'd won it. We weren't quite as intense and sharp as normal. So um, I don't think it was our best game. I think we've got to up the level of performance for the for the Leeds match if we want to get continue the run. Yeah, we'll we'll preview the Leeds game a little bit later as well. So it's a it's a big big game that one though, isn't it, Tom? Yeah. You look at that fourteen points ahead of them at the minute. If you go seventeen points ahead of Leeds, that is a huge gap for them to then look at clawing back. Yeah, if if you're getting that sort of distance over over third place. Yeah, you're starting to feel a, a bit more comfortable, aren't you? I mean, it's as we've said, you know, it's it's going very well, but <laughs> you don't want to get too complacent. No, everyone else has has promoted already, I think. But let's yeah, well, that's, that's a little bit worrying when everyone that, else is saying that sort of stuff. You know, after last season, where everyone's like, "We're too good to go down." Well, you know, we yeah. all know what happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> But when you look at when you look at it though, Tom, we need sixteen wins out of thirty-two games now to right. reach the average promoted. Um, Certainly feels doable. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean that would take a real downturn in form for us to win sixteen, lose sixteen in the last thirty-two. Right. You could win sixteen. Uh, sorry, win thirteen, draw so many as well, couldn't you? I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, have to be uh, all wins, but we're looking good. Ipswich are a bit annoying, though, aren't they, Steve? They keep winning. Well, credit to them, really. They've only just got up, obviously, to League One, and uh, they nabbled uh, George Hurst off us for a for a few quid and and um, and a packet of Monster Munch, and um, they're doing all right. Yeah, they are chasing after us. If they win their game in hand, they still will only be two behind us, but. In a way, if they keep beating our rivals, that's not bad for us either. No, you're quite quite satisfied at the minute to run away with it with two teams and, and cut the rest adrift. Yeah, I still see Leeds as our biggest threat, really. Um, but they, they've messed up every now and again. They lost, uh, not last match, but the match before. And um, I'd expect Ipswich to have gone the way of Preston, but they haven't. They've, they've, uh, they seem to find a way of winning. They're not as tight defensively as we are, but they score a lot of goals. Um, and I think if it's to keep the charge ahead of the table, um, it, it, it makes it very difficult for the others. They're kind of battling for a playoff spot now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at the playoffs as well. And I, I don't know how many points we're in the playoffs by at the minute. <laughs> But it's something something quite ridiculous. Let me just double check it. So seventh's got twenty two points, and we're on thirty nine. So seventeen points, Tom, into the playoff places at the minute. 
it, it was never ever going to be like this, was it? Really, we never thought it would be easy this season. It may well not be easy, but so far, we, Enzo and his men yeah. have made it. So, yeah, I think I think that's the thing with a new manager coming in, and you know, a manager that. I mean, you, you can watch Man City all you like. He wasn't taking over Man City coming here, was he? So, so you, <laughs> you know, you, you never knew what you were going to get with him. So, uh, I just, yeah, I, I can't imagine being anything but happy with what I've seen from uh, from Enzo and and our new players, to be honest. So, yeah, a bit baffled at times where people are a bit negative about the way that we play because <laughs> we've been playing fantastic, you know, other than the odd. The odd half where we've we've been a bit shit, let's say, but <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> like I think we certainly it... weren't at our best at the weekend, but <laughs> we, we the, last, the, the last thirty minutes we're winning sixteen nil or something, and yeah, people when we're playing it around at the back, people seem to miss that point where we're wiping out their team, they're chasing, chasing, yeah. chasing. We're leaving it to the very last second and then passing it on. We've got that much confidence. And and so yeah, and uh, some people might see that as negative, but uh, and obviously we're looking for forward balls when we can, but we're wearing them down, and we have we we seem to just go up a few gears after 60, 70 minutes when their their legs have gone. We're, we're getting goals out of Vardy and Ianacho as well, and you know we yeah. we know we've got talent that's coming off the bench, so you know we've we've seen it game after game that. As Steve said there, that we're we're wearing out teams, and you can see that we're absolutely dominating in in that last thirty minutes, like of, of these games. So we know what's coming. We just need to be a bit patient at the start of these matches. Yeah, I, I had a funny feeling it weren't going to come on Saturday though. I just mm. I thought I thought we were going to sort of uh, let it slip away from us. That was going to be the first draw of the season. But Harry Wink stepped up, and we'll discuss him in a little while. But Steve, you look at some of the stats at the minute. I mean, we have the highest amount of possession in the league. We've scored the most goals. We've got the least conceded. We've had 13 different scorers this season. Only Cardiff have, have had more. You can't ask for much more than that, can you? No, you can't. Um, you can't ask for more at all. And um, and they're just finding a way of winning anyway, aren't they? Even if they're not, at the, they weren't at the best, I don't think, in in London. But they found a way of winning, and obviously Sunderland gave us a different challenge as well. Um, and we deserved to win that game too. But it wasn't an easy one for us to win the way they um, played in that game. Um, so yeah, we're we're doing everything that you could ask for. The only thing that worries me is obviously we've got people like. Winks and Dewsbury Hall, you know, one booking away from suspension. But I'm sure we'll find a way through that as well. He nearly got that booking at the weekend, didn't he, Winks, when he went to celebrate? Um, yeah. Have you seen the, the picture of Dewsbury Hall fishing him back out? Bagging him out, yeah. <laughs> went, went and grabbed him and got him back out of the crowd against Sharpish. That's that's different level thinking that is, Tom, isn't it? It's smart thinking, yeah, yeah, because yeah, we we had a, a couple of uh, key players uh, that are, that are picking up quite a few cards at the minute, haven't we? So, yeah, need to think of the uh, the bigger picture, really. We've not been shy about getting cards this season, actually. I'm not sure where we sit in the league for the most amount of bookings, but we're probably up there somewhere. I think Vestergaard's got six or seven now, isn't he? He's uh, he's really cracking on with some of his. He's at least got six, yeah. 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 Uh, 
Steffi Mavadidi scored his third goal for the for the club uh, at the weekend. What did you think of the goal, Steve? Um, a typical Steffi, wasn't it? Um, shown the outside, still cut back inside, hit the shot. Might have been saved without the deflection. I thought he had a poor first half, actually, other than the goal. Um, uh, he wasn't on it. Uh, and he, he became better as the match wore on, to be honest, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, how many goals has he got now? Is that he's got three? Three, yeah. yeah. So uh, he's chipping in, isn't he? Yeah, he really is chipping in, yeah. So he's got some good strength on the wings now. Um, uh, and it gives us different attacking option. I don't think it was one of his best games, to be honest, but yeah, we needed that goal. Yeah, we needed to get in front, didn't we? It just sort of flew past Begovic, Tom. Um, off the deflection, but we should have probably scored before that. Cassidy had a great chance, didn't he? A free header from inside the six-yard box that he, he sort of got terribly, terribly wrong. Did you, did you feel like the goal was coming when it when it came? It did, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did feel like we deserved a goal in that first half. I know, I know we weren't great, and I know Mavadidi, especially like Steve said, he, he wasn't he wasn't that good. Um, you know, he's trying to take his man on and he just didn't seem to find it um on Saturday. He he looked he looked pretty down actually, like his his body language, especially when they scored as well, he looked like he just had enough of being on the pitch, to be honest. So, you know, I'm I'm surprised that that we did all right. But yeah, his his goal I mean, I think it shocked everyone in the stadium, it shocked me. I, I didn't expect that to go in and yeah. well, loops in, didn't it? If you look where, at where it, yeah. where so the ball off, hits the net. Off the back of his heel, was it? Yeah, if you look where the ball yeah. hits the net, it, it goes into the net almost at the bottom. Bounces onto the just, post. Yeah. yeah, just where Begovic is standing. He's sort of so far out. Yeah. It just loops over him, really, yeah, isn't it? it's a bit of a freak goal, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it was, well, whether it was deserved or not, I think it was. But <laughs> you might have a few uh, opposition fans that, that think not. You could argue that uh, their goal was also probably deserved at the time um, when they when they got back into it. Connor Cody, Steve, got caught a little bit underneath the ball. I just wonder what you thought to his performance uh, on the whole. Still a bit rusty, I think. But the problem is he hasn't got competitive games to play if he's not playing in the first team. And he's... He's not really played much since since his injury, so he's bound to be a bit rusty. Uh, and I think we just got to give him a bit of time. It is always a risk. It's why he's not getting in ahead of Vestergaard right now. I think um, so. Uh, yeah, it's going to take him time to get match fit and sharp and everything else. He can play better than that. Um, but yeah, it was coming for a while, wasn't it? That potentially though. Hermanson had very little to do in the yeah. game, other than that particular attack where there was two or three attempts wasn't that led to the goal. Yeah, Chowdhury sort of cleared it off the line, didn't he? And uh, yeah. he fell back to the edge of the box. And even when uh, Dazel, yeah, it's Jason Dazel's son, do you remember when we played for Ipswich back in the day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, he sort of struck it through and it hit. Hermanson's foot and just went off into the corner, but uh, a bit disappointing at that stage, Tom, to to give the lead up. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it looked it looked like a, a whole host of errors, really, with with that goal, which 
was a shame after that clearance from Chowdhury. You know, that the actual strike sort of went between him and the keeper, didn't it? And squeezed, sort of squeezed in. But yeah, it was a bit of a shame, really, and sort of brought us back down to, <laughs> to wondering what we were going to get out of that game. I mean, as as you've said there with Cody, he did he did look really rusty actually. He looked worse than I expected him to at, at this point, um, and he he didn't seem to look that comfortable playing with Hermanson. I know Hermanson in, invites a lot of pressure onto him and and plays the pass out, and of course Cody was then sort of having to go into the into the kind of right back position with uh, Chowdhury going forward, but he he didn't look comfortable with that role at all. Um, in that last game, so I don't know who who you're thinking's your your favoured back line for this next game comment, but great question. I, I wouldn't play question. it. <laughs> There's obviously oh. surrounded by a lot of uh, Wolves fans in the area that I live in, and a lot of them have said that he struggles to play as part of a back two, uh, and actually part of a back three is is, is sort of where his skill set lies. You could argue that when we've got the ball, we play a back, back three anyway, don't we? Um, yeah. I just thought him with Hamza Chowdhury next to him, who I didn't think was great either, Steve. I thought that weakened us no. quite a bit playing from the back. Yeah, I think so. And uh, it made a difference, didn't it, when Ricardo came on? Um, yeah, look, I think if you're looking at Leeds, you, you've got to play um, Fass and Vestergaard and James Justin and Pereira, I think. I, I don't... I, I don't think you can rest anyone for that game. Yeah. The dog's a big Hamza Chowdhury fan. I've just got to... <laughs> <laughs> silly dog. Um, have you heard the new chant for Ricardo, Tom? I, I'm quite impressed with it. I believe you posted something, but I, I didn't really know what was going yeah. on. There was a lot of beers going round in the concourse by the looks yeah. of it. Yeah, instead of in love with a psycho with uh, from Kasabian, it was... In love with Ricardo. There's nothing <laughs> right. you can do about it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that going around. It's about time he had a song of his own. He, he just makes us that, that much more solid, doesn't he? I felt that when he came on. Huge turning point in the game in the 60th minute. Um, Ab- Fatawa, I think, has been thinking in in almost a different realm to anyone else around him at that time because he, he absolutely bought the sending off of Dizel, didn't he, at, at that oh, stage? Yeah. He, Got fouled, definitely a booking, and then went and pushed him and waited for him to push him back. Two yellow cards. Can't be any complaints about that, can there? No. Um, it was a bit naughty, you could say, from Abdul, wasn't it? But a great run, by the way, to get him into into that position and to get fouled. But he did get kind of close-lined. It was so, a bad foul, wasn't it? This, yeah, it was he got close-lined. And I, I think Fatal was quite... Angry, and he could have got sent off. I mean, it yeah. wasn't much of a push in the end. He kind of held himself back, whereas Dizelle was a full-on push him over. And, um, yeah, at least a, a, a yellow card for both and a yellow card for Dizelle for the foul. Yeah. What do you think to Fatua? Uh, he's getting sort of uh, an icon status, really, early doors. He's becoming a fan favourite. Um, what, what's your thoughts on him, Seth? Well, he's quite raw still, isn't he? Steve. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's a 19-year-old, so he's bound to be, isn't he? I mean, how many 19-year-olds have really played regular first-team football for us lately? You know, um, he's still got a lot to learn, uh, but he excites people. He excites our fans, I think. Um, people can see what potential he's got one-on-one. 
Um, and I, I'm, I'm actually been growingly impressed with his work rate defensively as well when we've not got the ball. So I think he's really developed in that area. So I think there's a massive potential. But yeah, of course, the kid's going to make some mistakes or be a bit inconsistent as a, as a teenager. He doesn't seem to have too many tricks about him, Tom. It's just that burst of pace, isn't it, that takes him past his man. And it seems to work time after time. Uh, he's, a, he's a bit crazy as well. Did you see him in the aftermath with all the ce- celebrations at the weekend? He was loving life with his uh, scarves. I, I didn't really see that, actually, no. Um, but, yeah, in, in, in terms of him and his play on the wing, I think I think having him kind of mirror Mavadidi, you know, we're absolutely bursting past people on both wings and we know we've got the talent to do it now, which is quite refreshing, really, after, you know, we've, we've tried so hard to fill those positions. And, of course, Harvey Barnes was, was brilliant at times for us. Um, but... He did leave a little bit to to be desired when it came to taking on his man at, at times. So, so yeah, as well, defensively, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he often got a bit lost uh, on the back foot. Just, didn't just he? feel so, a bit more balanced now, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot more balanced, I would say. Yeah, and of course we've got uh, McAteer, who's you know get getting over his injury now, and he's he's back on the field. So, yeah, so yeah, we've got good options for sure. Yeah. And uh, Will Alves, of course, he, he could play on the wing as well. He's not not had a chance yet, but he's trading with it. He's been promoted to the first team already uh, after just a couple of weeks out on the grass. So that will give us another dimension again. And Baybrook as well was expected to, to do the same. So two, two more youth prospects, Steve, coming through. Um, they should get a good opportunity for some minutes this season, shouldn't they? Yeah. I mean, if we go in the way, if we keep going the way we're going, we'll be promoted with about 10 games to go. And you'd think it'd be a great opportunity to blood a bit more of the youth at that time, unless we are chasing after a record. But I don't think managers think too much about that. This is, you know, it's much easier to blood youth players in the championship than it would be in the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely a red card, though, wasn't it? Going back to that for uh, for Dizel on uh, on Saturday. The ref didn't seem to know, did he? It was all cast out. It was yeah, yeah. very strange. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't really tell from the feed what what was what he was thinking, what what he was going to give. Because uh, I, I was a bit away, disappointed when the Ellis came out. Yeah, and especially yeah. when one came our way. I thought, oh god, he got that? his red card out and put it away. Yeah, and then well, I, to the linesman. I, I wasn't sure if he didn't think the actual challenge was a red card. Right, but after talking to the linesman, I think he settled on yellow card for the challenge, yellow card for the assault on. No denying the shortness there, yeah. For the assault, (laughs) (laughs) it's not not rugby, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's a different world. Um, We we need to talk. I mean, the the time went on. We even had Vardy and Ianacho together up front for a period of time, which is the first time that's happened this season. With the extra man, we, we seemed to really struggle to make it count. We had chances come and go. It didn't look like we were going to be able to fashion too much. But then Harry Winks, a moment of magic. Um, someone on a group chat I'm on, uh, BBC Radio Leicester once, said in the morning, I fancy Harry Winks to score from outside the area today. I hope they had a few quid on it because that was some strike, wasn't it, Tom? It was, yeah. And it was, I mean, from from my point of view, completely ex- unexpected. Um He's really the one in in midfield 
that I've, I've not been expecting a goal from. Um, so, yeah, when he hits it like he did, my God. <laughs> just had was, oh, my God, that, that is a hell of a finish. Yeah. Uh, Steve, what's your thoughts on the goal? Yeah, what a way to, to get your first goal for the club, a winner away from home and a stunning strike. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, he's been a revelation. I wasn't overly excited when we signed him, I have to say, and that's probably from watching him have a few poor performances for Spurs, but he's been a revelation for us. He really has. He certainly has. Um, celebrations at the end as well. Great celebrations after the goal, but at the end, Enzo started to get the players to go a bit closer to the fans as well, Tom. So they uh, they got a bit of an eyeful of the players at the weekend. And uh, it's, it's just great to see, isn't it? It's great. I know after the Sunderland game, they came right up in front of us as well. I was going to say, yeah, you, you said, you know, he went up to Vardy, didn't he, and sort of say, you know, you, you, you've you won. You need to enjoy yeah. these moments. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite nice that he's, he's instilling that sort of feeling within the team, especially, you know, with, with players that we've had for a long time, like Vardy. And, yeah, it's... I mean, we we didn't think he'd be, you know, scoring as many as many goals as he, as he is this season for us. So, I think he's actually yeah. sending a message as well. Look, this is not a given. We've won again. Yeah, yeah. And celebrate it, right? Really celebrate it with the fans. And every time we win, you need to celebrate it because it isn't a given. It's a special thing you're achieving. Um, uh, try and steer us away from that complacency a little bit. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, the complacency, it's hard to stop, isn't it? If it does come, I think mm. it's just a huge game for us on, on Friday against Leeds and we'll have a chat around that. Just a, a quick word then. Uh, here's my, my first little mini quiz for you. Top scorer in the league for goals and assists so far this season combined. Do you know who it is? Who's Yeah, correct. Bloody hell. Yeah, he's got 11 between goals and assists this season. Uh, right. that's, that's some going, isn't it? He's having a yeah. good season so far. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think he had the best game, though. No, he was poor. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was poor. But yeah, that's that's interesting because you know, of course, he's had his he's had a patch where he scored a couple in a game and all that. But yeah, I, I didn't realise he was he was still up there for that for those kind of stats. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, market leading. He is that's what Sean Dyche would call him, market leading. <laughs> it's, uh, he's absolutely flying at the moment. So just thought it'd be nice just to touch on on his form really uh, before we head into our last man standing, but. What more can we expect from him this season, Steve? He's more of the box-to-box player, isn't he? He's getting up there. Yeah. He's involved. He's making things happen. And a lot of fans that are not Leicester fans are saying that he could be the best player in the division this season. Yeah, and and look, some pundits have said that he shouldn't be playing in the Championship and whatever. When when you look back at last season, that's hard to imagine, isn't it? Um, so he's come on really well. He, he's still not probably the the tightest passer in the squad. But he's got such a great engine. He runs up, forward and back. Um, he sets up attacks. He, he he breaks up the opposition attacks. He's everywhere on the pitch. He gives you energy at the end of the game when they're really flagging. He seems to have endless energy in him. So I think if he sharpens up his passing a bit more, he seems to have sharpened up his decision-making in the final third, hence the goals and assists and he's top of that chart, I think. So it, I think he can only get better. 
and I think he will get better under Maresca. Mm. Yeah, I think it's the passion as well, though. The passion that he has, and he, he's just pure Leicester, isn't he? So, yeah. Um, you know, it's nice to have local guys in the team because you, you can feel it when they're on the pitch. We have a few of those as well, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Hamza Chowdhury in there, you've got, got a hidden. Is it just the two? I must be missing people. <laughs> Uh, we had Harvey Barnes, didn't we, before and uh, yeah. Yeah, McAteer, he's probably a McAteer, yeah. yeah. He's going to play for Ireland there, McAteer, have you seen that? I'm right. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going to change his international allegiance to Ireland and so they're, they're thinking he's going to be the next big thing that's going to really help them. And Harvey, Barnes is, Harvey Barnes is all about changing Scotland, isn't he? Yeah, I don't understand that personally, but... They'll still be be fucking shit. (laughs) No offence, Baz. (laughs) you got to enjoy it. Lads, let's uh, have a a quick game of last man standing. I know there's only the two of you. Should be quite an easy one, really. Um, I mentioned earlier that Leicester City had 13 different league goal scorers this season. I want you to name them for me. Steve, I'll start with you. Vardy. Jamie Vardy scored four goals in 699 minutes, seven starts, seven substitute appearances. Ian Acho. Ian Acho has scored five in 566 minutes. That's not bad, Kevin, um, is it? Steve? Mavadidi. Yeah, Mavadidi's got three. And three assists. Tom? Uh, Marcel. When you Marcel scored the cracker at Cardiff in the home game there. On the half volley, it was a great goal. Steve? Um, Winks. Harry Winks, number 13 on the list, scoring his first goal this season. He's played the most amount of minutes of any of our uh, goal scorers. He's played 1,253 minutes already. Wow. Tom? Eddie H. Keenan Dewsbury Hall, five goals and six assists and four yellow cards. Uh, in 13 starts and one sub-appearance. can't remember who he was a sub-appearance against, but it must have been. Mm. Steve? McAteer. Casey McAteer. Four goals, five starts, three games as a substitute. Really, really good breakthrough season for him. Tom? Yannick. Second? Vestergaard. Yeah, yeah. One goal, seven yellow cards. Not six. Oh, it is seven, is it? Yeah. He's heading for a two-game ban. He is, isn't he? Steve. Uh, James Justin. James Justin scored the winner against Sunderland. I wonder when his last goal was, actually. That must have been a good few years ago. Yeah. Doing all the injuries. Yeah. Tom. I'm struggling now, mate, but we'll have a guess. Um, I'm going to go Wolf. Wilfred has scored one and got three assists. Yeah, that little uh, that little shuffly one, didn't he? Hadn't scored in the two previous seasons before this one. Steve. Wout Fass. Wout Fass has scored a goal. It was uh, away at Blackburn, wasn't it? Mm. He stopped 11, ga- 11 games this season. Tom. Uh, Cassidy. Cassidy scored the winner against... Cardiff, he started four games and made seven sub-appearances. 
and apparently he's 186 centimetres, which makes him six foot two. He's quite good in the air, Cassidy, actually, isn't he? He oh. is, other than that, that chance of a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, apart from that, yeah. But yeah By that, he can win headers. So... The ball just doesn't go in the right direction. Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Abdul Yeah, scored one. And it was away at Swansea, I want to say. Tom? Surely, surely that's got to be about it, mate. <laughs> it's, uh, has Ricky scored this season? No. Bloody hell. I think you've actually covered it off, though. So the 13 are Inacho, Dewsbury Hall, Vardy, Casey McAteer, Steffi Mavadidi. Did anyone say him? Yeah. Yeah. Fatua, Cassidy, Winks, Justin, Vestergaard, Marcel, and Didi, and Fass. Yeah, we did get through. Yeah, got him. Yeah. You've completed it. Yeah. You've that's, <laughs> that's a little bit unforeseen. <laughs> well, West Brom have taken the lead away at Coventry in the uh, in the championship. So they're going pretty well at the minute, West Brom, aren't they? Boing, boing, baggies. That'll put them up, uh, up to six if they win this. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a good, good start. But what we're going to talk about now is first versus third on Friday night. Friday night football is the two giants of the championship, really. Uh, Leicester versus Leeds. Leeds had a slow start, but they've really come back into it, winning four of their last five games. Um, interestingly, though, Tom, they've only won seven compared to our 13 that we've won so far this season. 14 mm-hmm. points behind us. How much does it matter if we go and beat them on uh, Friday? Well, it'd be massive, you know, as 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 you've said, if we can get that gap above above that third place, it's just, you know, solidifying and putting us at putting us at ease really. You, you know, this especially this this sort of team, for us to get a win against them, you know, it's it's really putting our staple on the league, isn't it? So um yeah, I mean I'd I'd love to beat them. Um it's it's going to be a hell of a game, though. I, I think it's going to be a really tough evening. Um, <laughs> I'd love to be proved to wrong. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to a Friday game, actually. It's, yeah. It feels, feels like it's been a long time. I think Leeds feel that they could catch us, Steve. That's yeah, right. They've always been a bit cocky Yorkshire knobs, haven't they? Um, 14 points already is a, is a huge amount. If we manage to beat them, it will be a real statement to the rest of the league and put it 17 points clear, which in reality, I know you'd say that's only six games, but the chances of Leeds winning the next six and us losing the next six is unlikely. I mean, that's going to be a miracle for them. If we beat them on Friday, it's going to be a miracle for them to to catch us, I think. And they'll be focused more on second place. So I think it'd be a real statement victory to beat them. Uh, and I don't expect any complacency on Friday. It should be a good game, shouldn't it? They've got some excellent attacking players. Yeah. Jorginho Rutter um, has created 14 big chances in the league this season. The next player to him has got seven. So uh, that's how influential he's been. He's a real danger man, Tom. Well, slightly concerning, but, you know, <laughs> hopefully we'll get the right back line for Friday. It's got to be a full strength side, isn't it? It's got to go with yeah. whatever whatever yeah. we've got available to us. I don't know if Indeed he's going to be fit again or not. Does um, it sound like it? 
because it was it said to, to start with, it was just tightness in what's going on with him. It, it was tightness in his hamstring, but presumably it's maybe a, a pull rather than a bit of tightness. Yeah, I, I've heard it's a few weeks now, so um, I think it could be a while. So we've got to hope that Cassidy blooms in in uh, the opportunity has been given because other than scoring the winner when he when he came on in his first game, he's he's not overly impressed me, but he's got better the last two games. I think um, I've definitely seen him step forward. So getting a run in the team as a starter, I think it's got to help him. But yeah, the pace they've got in attack is, um, be, uh, you know, it'd be difficult for us to play that high line that we always play with. But I'm sure it's we that do the, It's that ball on the turnover, isn't it? So yeah. if we were to lose it in transition, that's where we'll be. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I saw, saw one of their goals on the weekend. I think it was about five seconds in between winning the ball back in the, in the opposition half to, to score in, sorry, in their own half to score right. in. That's dangerous. It is. It is. What's your thoughts? It's really, isn't it? It is 2016, <laughs> but they have got quality up there as well. Joel Perot's a dangerous striker. We were linked with him heavily in the summer. He's got quite a few goals already this season. Um, they're going to be up for it, I think. I think there's going to be a, a real sort of... Uh, energy to the game. Do you think the crowd are going to think that we're playing negatively if we're trying to counteract that? Because I'd imagine Enzo's smart enough to know how to set up against these. Well, I hope so. I, I wonder if there'll be any surprises in the team sheet on uh, Friday, if Enzo will make any specific plans for for any players. But I'd expect Valtfast to come back in because he's got a bit yeah. more pace than, than Cody. Yeah. Um, Vestergaard has, has been in my opinion, faultless really this season so far. Is that fair to say, Steve? Yeah, more or less. There's a couple of times he's looked dodgy when we've lost it in transition from a pace perspective. And he, that's why he's picked up a few bookings, actually dragging people down and whatever, because he's been caught out. But he, he has been pretty imperious, I would say. Um, yeah, I think fast Vestergaard, We've got to have Ricardo in there because he's a he's a real upgrade, obviously on on Hamza, even though he's one of our own, and and James Justin, I would think as as a back four, KDH, Winks, Mavadidi, Fatua, and probably Ian Acha. I wonder if McAteer might get the nod over Fatua. He may well do. Yeah, he could do, but it depends. Uh, how fit he is. I mean, he's available to come on the on the bench, off the bench, isn't he? Um, he's been out for a little while, so um, we'll we'll see. But yeah, we've got to put out our best team. I think. Just come through, Martin Sifuentes, who I've never heard of in my life, is now taken over at QPR after they sat Gareth Ainsworth on uh, on Saturday. A bit harsh to have him sacked after that, Tom, isn't it? They they weren't a disgrace, were they? No, I thought I thought they played the game as well as they could. Really, I mean, yeah, I mean to get, to get a goal against us and to they they were defending pretty well even with ten men. So you know, it took a bit of a wonder goal for us to get the three points, didn't it? So yeah, I think that is really harsh. And, um, and these central defenders as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously they they've had a. 
<laughs> stinker of a season. But yeah, harsh after that game. Yeah, they're probably looking nervous. I think Sheffield Wednesday won yesterday, didn't they? So that's yeah. tied to put at the bottom a little bit, so to speak. Um, okay, so a couple of stats for you then. So in terms of it being a, a entertaining game on Friday, Leeds have averaged more shots than Leicester so far this season. They've averaged 16.9 more. Leicester have averaged 14.9. Is that going to have any bearing on the game, Tom? Well, it's got to, hasn't it? I mean... If you've got a, a team that's that's willing to have a go, um, you know, sometimes we shrink inside ourselves at the KP, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think uh, it's going to be a a really tough game. And and as you guys have said, we we know how how high up the pitch we we place our back line. You know, best um, guards often in, into their half playing playing little passes around. So. Yeah, there's every opportunity for them to break, really, on us. So, uh, yeah, I'd expect a lot of shots. Is the way that we played against uh, Sunderland maybe a bit of a concern, Steve? We're going to come against a, probably a better version of Sunderland on Friday. And Sunderland made us look a little bit vulnerable in places. Is that something we should be worried about? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think... Um... You know, for once, Hermanson, we're, we're probably going to have to see some good saves from him to keep to keep us uh, in control of the game. Whereas normally, what we see him do is play with his feet, and he doesn't do that much with his hands. So um, I think he'll be called on a lot more in this game. And um, yeah, we can't afford any sloppiness or errors, and we need a bit of luck with us. But you know, if we do get our noses in front then leads have got to come at us and that will uh, and they will come at us and that will open the door for us as well yeah absolutely um it should be an exciting game just uh, another stat for you i know you love my stats uh leads are averaging 499 passes a game this season leicester are averaging 640 so that tells you how much of the ball we're having do you think we'll, we'll have most of the ball tom on Friday night, and uh, like we said already, they'll look to to sort of break on us. I think so. Yeah, I do, I do think we'll have more of the ball. Um, but in that, you know, I can I can see us making the odd slip up, passing around the back, which I'm far more comfortable with in in this division and with the players that we've got at the back. I'm I'm a lot more comfortable with watching as well. But yeah, I could I could see a goal coming their way from from a silly mistake from us. To be quite honest, I think it's going to be a a high scoring game. I want you to close your eyes now, and I want you to think of Danny Ward passing it out to Daniel. Oh, Lamar. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like watching him training. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute horror show that was! Oh, you got some of my winks in now. It's just completely different, isn't it? I think uh, I think there's some. Uh, potential future legends as well in in the in the current lineup for us, but uh, arguably a, a legend of times gone by. Steve is Danny Drinkwater has announced his retirement from the game today, uh, age just thirty three. Uh, what's his legacy that he leaves behind? Yeah, just thirty three. Uh, a legacy of uh, of sad failure, I think. Um, uh, in, in terms of his career, I mean, for us, he was part. Of uh, uh, he's one of the legends, part of our title winning midfield with Kante. Uh, I mean, they were imperious together, weren't they? And um, 
And it's sad. He is obviously a very complex character. I mean, Roger Pearson used to say that, didn't he? Yeah, it's very difficult um, to understand and motivate. And obviously, forced through the move to Chelsea uh, year after Kante, and it went pear shaped for him completely. And uh, things happened which we don't know too much about yet at Chelsea, and he ended up hitting the club scene and drinking too much and losing his way. It's a real shame for, uh, you know, uh, obviously a very complex young man that had quite a bit of talent. But um, uh, and reading it, he wanted to go to Chelsea to prove Man U wrong, you know, to keep to keep playing in the Champions League and to keep winning stuff and to continue his England career. And, of course, it all went backwards for the lad, which is a real shame. I have nothing against drink water, so um, you, you know I just find it very sad. He's he's probably the rightly or wrongly, Tom, the the most disliked member of that team that we had uh, that won the league, isn't he? He's the only yeah. player that eleven that gets any sort of stick. Um, now he's an ex-player as well. I'll definitely be trying to chase him to get him on the pod. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre that. Yeah, he's probably probably you're probably right in that he's the the most disliked player out of that group of lads, and that's a real shame with what he did for the team during that time. Um, you know, he was the catalyst of all the goals. Really, it was it was him and Vardy. You know, well, and Mares, but but yeah, yeah his link up play it, it absolutely unlocked all of our abilities. Really. To be able to win to win that title, so yeah, just shocking and yeah, a real shame that he sort of went and was all Billy Big bollocks and went off to Chelsea when we we were all thinking, "Well, you're not getting in the squad, mate." Like he was poor for yeah. as well. I think wasn't he? That was the thing. Yeah, was he was having a bit Chelsea, of a, a rough time. Mm. He said his head had gone, didn't he? He said his once he'd made his mind up that he was going, his head had gone from. Playing for Leicester. Mm. Uh, another bit of ex ex Leicester news as well is uh, Nigel Pearson has been relieved of his duties at Bristol City in uh, what can only be considered crime of the century. Really. <laughs> but after what he'd done for them, stabilised the club. They've not given him any money whatsoever. Steve, I'm gutted for Nigel, but he came out with a statement today where he was as classy as ever. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Um... Yeah, uh, as as we know, uh, Aaron had said he he had gone on the attack to uh, to the board previously, just previously to that, and that always opens you up to. There's a lot of arrogance in these boards and whatever, and if they get the opportunity, and he takes a defeat or two, and they can get their own back. Um, um, but he's not a politician, is he, Nigel? So he'll say it as he sees it. So there'll be a lot of ostriches or, or reporters <laughs> leave down in uh, Somerset and Gloucestershire right now, I think. I'm having Dave Rennie back, though. He's left with him as well, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're getting back at Leicester to sort out the, uh, say, injury problems. Touch wood, they're not as bad now. Certain little Northern Irishman has gone north of the border. Yeah. There's still moments, though, isn't there, you know, when... Uh... <laughs> when one of your players like Ian Ache starts limping at the end of a game and you're thinking, oh God, don't let it be two or three months. <laughs> yeah. 
we've got players that are coming back now. We've got Cannon, and I've mentioned the the other lads as well that have uh, are now back fully training some of the youngsters. But we seem to have more depth now than we've we've had for an awful long time. Whether it's the quality we need or not, I guess time will tell. But it's an exciting time to be a Leicester fan, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, I mean, um, it's, as you've said there, I mean, we, we have got depth on the on the bench though. We've we've got, um, you know, players that the other teams in this league are killed for. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we've got the odd uh, the odd untried um, player such as Cannon. You know, we haven't, we haven't seen anything of him, um, but yeah. I'm excited with with what this squad can do, and I'd yeah, I'd love to see some of these new players that are, you know, making the, the highlights reels and and racking up the stats actually get into the into the Premier League and have a yeah, go. It'd be interesting. Mm. Um, it's just exciting though to support Leicester again now, Steve, isn't it? It's one of those that six months ago it was a real chore really to go down there and oh, yeah. support them, and it, it, you you sort of knew what was coming, but. I can't wait until Friday comes around now and the following Saturday and the Saturday after that and we'll just keep the bandwagon bandwagon rolling on. Yeah, and we look, we're bound to get some knockbacks every now and again, hopefully not on Friday. Um, but yeah, I mean, just I just remember all the grief and mourning and sadness at the end, towards the end of last last season when, you know, it looked what we were gonna go down. As you know, I've, I've I've got a friend. She's followed them for years and years, home and away, and she was even talking about not getting a season ticket in the in the championship. And it's been a breath of fresh air, hasn't it? This season, it's been brilliant. Uh, I mean, what more can a fan want? Well, exactly. Keep winning games. Keep yeah. turning up and rolling people over. And uh, the more I think about it, the more I think, well, we've played more than half of the teams in the league now. So another 10 games when they played all of the teams in the league. Uh, and then at that stage, it'd be a good good opportunity to take a bit of stock and see where we are. But what an incredible winning run this has been. It's just Hull City that really pissed me off because if they hadn't beat us, we'd have been really looking for perfection, wouldn't we? Yeah, it was, uh, it was what I'd call a shit game as well. <laughs> yeah. To be honest to them, like they, they came and did a job. But yeah, it was it was gutted leaving that day. <laughs> it was a poor goal to concede, wasn't it? Really, and we had twenty one attempts, but only one was on target. I mean, mm. our finishing was dreadful that day. Not the game where the referee gave like one minute added time when we should have had like. I, was, I don't know well. if it was that one, but yeah, I mean, cool. No, I, every other game, we didn't get much in that game. I think you're right, Mark. It, there was not much for that game. Everyone was getting ten added minutes, weren't they? Yeah, unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. Uh, who's winning the Premier League this season before we finish off t- tonight? Obviously, it's Aston Villa, but apart from that, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just get really frustrated when I see them. And Barry asked me the question yesterday Well, are we going to do a Leicester? You don't do a Leicester with a £150 million starting 11, you do a Leicester when it's, it's cost 20 million and you nearly got relegated the year before. That's yeah, less. That, yeah, that's that's the uh, the kicker, really, isn't it? No yeah. one expected us to be anywhere and yeah. sort of near that. Get an aim out of your mouth. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, I, I still think, um, despite they've lost two games already, Man City will do it again. They look good oh. yesterday, didn't they? Yeah. And Man, really uh, Man U really poor. You, I, I've just watched the Beckham documentary as well, and you realise how uh, much Man U have fallen in the last sort of few years since yeah. the Ferguson. The standards were so high, weren't they? Yeah, and it's because they were so high. That's why they've become a joke. Because otherwise, otherwise, it won't really be a big deal, would it? But yeah, you know, shows the difference in, in ownership, though, as well, right? You know, the Glazers have borrowed money to buy the to buy Manchester United. They haven't reinvested the money. Obviously, they've reinvested a bit in the squad, but the stadium's falling down. You know. Um, there's something bad rotten at the core in, in Man U. They're taking money out all the time. They're building up the debts of Man U all the time. Um, and look what what um, Vichai and Top have done for us. You know, um, completely different. Absolutely. Uh, on to Friday's game then, guys. What's the score going to be, Steve? I'll start with you. That's a very good question. Despite the fact we think there'll be loads and loads of goals, I'm going to go to for two one to the foxes. And Tom, I'd be happy with that, but I'm going to go two all. I think they're going to scab a, a bit of an it's early goal point and point put, point. put us on the back foot, make us worry a little bit. I'm uh, I'm going to go one all. I think, uh, which is yeah, maybe a little bit negative as well. Maybe okay, we'll turn it up. And, I don't think we've played well for a couple of games though. I think we're. Nah, but we're winning when we're not playing well, and that is a mark of a truly great side, isn't it? Yeah. Just looking at this table, this uh, championship table, it's just such good reading. But uh, also, Coventry are down in 20th now, as it stands, uh, and they're looking like they, they're going to get dragged into a bit of a battle down the bottom. So that's quite nice to see as well. It's just <laughs> just, it's just poetry in motion. The, just uh, a great champion. season, really. <laughs> just not bad. Look at sides down there, though. You've got Norwich down in 17th. That's that's crazy, isn't it? They were one of the favourites yeah. to come back up. Uh, Middlesbrough in tenth, they've done pretty well because they were bottom for a period of time. Preston, that were there for up there with us for ages, are now ninth. Yeah, but it's pretty tight in the middle of the league, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it is. But um, seven so points people... separated third to fifteenth. Yeah, so a couple of wins, and you're suddenly up there in the playoff contention again. Uh, a couple of defeats, and you're suddenly. Plummeting down the league, so um, yeah, um, so there's a lot of a lot of teams that can challenge for the playoffs. I think, but there's not there's not many teams that've got a chance of challenging us for the for the championship title. I don't think just one at the moment, and hopefully we'll get we'll shake them off our tail at some point soon. Boxing Day should be a good game anyway. We Ipswich away on Boxing Day, and that could be a a table top in there clash, couldn't it? Guys, I'm about finished. We've had 55 minutes worth. So hopefully, it's been worth your time if you you listen. If not, then I do apologise, but no refunds given. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's it for another episode of It's Eleven. It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, and we'll join you again next time.
Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.